0: welcome to luxury news weekly your number one source for luxury news i'm your host simba wakatama
1: and i'm your host elizabeth salaru
0: hello everybody and welcome to a special episode for luxury news weekly this is going to be a short tribute to virgil abloh unfortunately virgil passed away at a young age of 41 from a very rare and aggressive cancer. And so we want to take the time to acknowledge one of the greatest designers of our generation. Uh, So yeah, uh, Elizabeth, you know Virgil's work. We talk about it all the time. What is your feeling about this right now?
1: You see, the feeling is one of devastation. We're absolutely, absolutely just devastated. Everybody has been devastated about death. And more importantly for me, I feel for his family, for his friends. We all know how he started. He epitomized and embodied um, a true polymath, I would say. Lots of people describe themselves as being a polymath. They've got interests in this, that or the other. But he actually embodied that. And he wasn't afraid to take risks and actually do things that are different. His background is one of being a structural engineer, which is very rigid, very um, straight line, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And after his degree, he obviously went and did a little bit around architecture, and he actually worked in an architectural firm as well. But it was actually because I love knowing the why behind a person, but it was actually a course that he took. In his final year, I think he was around the history of art. He discovered painters like Caravaggio, etc. He described that as the mind opening moment for him, the moment where he felt, oh my goodness, there's more to life than just being an engineer or an architect. And that was what gave him the first impetus to actually go ahead and look into the possibility of doing something completely different, doing something arty. So, yeah, that's um, some of the things that came to mind uh, for me when I was thinking about Virgil. I also remember, and this is so weird how memory is, I remembered for some reason his wedding. Now, this was as far back as 2009. Yes. Yes. I don't know why. I just thought to myself, I'm pretty sure I've seen his wedding. And the reason I remembered the wedding, funnily enough, is because his wife, Shannon, was wearing a pair of purple boutons. And that is unusual, because many brides tend to wear, you know, neutral shades or white or blue or pink. She was wearing purple. So I did go back, I had a look, and I was absolutely right. Um, everything was around purples and whites for the wedding. It was a gorgeous wedding, you know, kind of like not too flamboyant. It was just nicely done. So that was another memory that his death actually sparked in my brain.
0: Yes, and most people know him for, of course, off-white first. I think that was his first um, world-scale, let's call it artistic domination, right? He came out there, created one of the hardest streetwear brands, and then solidified himself as uh, one of the top voices in the world of street in street fashion. But he was also, uh, you know, very much an artist, and I think Louis Vuitton recognized that, and that's why they brought him on as the uh, artistic director for the men's uh, menswear division. And, you know, it's so sad because very recently LVMH acquired Off-White and gave Virgil a seat at the big table. And they wanted him to actually kind of be a guide, a kind of a head for flipping these old and outdated companies into new and um, more uh, connected companies It's brand wise and in terms of Connected to millennials, connected to the to, to social media, connected to the arts. And they also wanted to create an umbrella of new companies using the technologies they have under his guidance. So it's so sad because he was just getting started. And I think I and I always say this, but now it, it is true. The only other person with the level of output of creativity. That you can actually compare to Virgil Abloh is Carl Lagerfeld. That's it. No one else has the creative output. Whether you liked some of his designs or not, that's, you know, that's personal, but you cannot deny between the I, the IKEA collaborations, the Supreme collaborations, the air, he was always working on an installation at this museum and you know, that new dropper. And it's not like his people are doing it. He's doing it. So, yeah, one of the I would say he is the greatest designer of our generation.
1: Absolutely. I think for the definitely for the millennials um, and even for Gen Zs, he represented that voice. He embodied what I would call the portfolio career. So the ability to juggle so many things and have so many fingers in many pies, while you know it's like you have all these plates spinning in the air and keeping utter and absolute control. Also, what I love about him is the authenticity that he brought to the vo- to being the voice of his brand. So when you think about Off White, you think of him. Many brands they try, they and I'll use the word try. They try. To be to have a voice they try to have a voice but he absolutely has that voice and more importantly he got young people to actually listen to him and to be inspired by him so that was the quality that i think that lvmh recognized more than anything that quality that authenticity and the ability to be strategic. Because if you're juggling so many collaborations and so many projects across different brands, you are more than likely will be able to do that if you do it in-house. And that's why LVMH made him the overarching head, for lack of a better word across their 75 different
0: brands yes they definitely recognized that and you know i think i want to wrap this uh uh, wrap this off with a little ode to ablo uh and you know i just want to share the design process his philosophy that that kind of gave him this brilliance and he believed that essentially there's only two kinds of of people when it comes to uh, an artistic work and is the purist and the tourist. And um, he describes the purist as someone who has a wealth of knowledge to draw from. They have a real deep understanding of the works, but it's a very small group of people and, you know, they keep people out. And then the tourist is the general public, which he often uh, deals with in his work. They might not understand the nuances of the works. They might not Really understand um, the history of it, but they feel it and they are curious, and they are a larger demographic. And he said, uh, "You know, the purist and the tourist meets in the middle with his work, and that's kind of what he set out to do. And I think that's beautiful.
1: I think that is utterly, utterly gorgeous, and you can see why he represented that bridge between streetwear. And
0: luxury. This has been a special episode of Luxury News Weekly. Thank you and tune in next time.